Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool, and join with me as always in studio is my brother from another mother, Andy Crow. Andy, I'm coming to you live from apparently Fallujah, as my neighbors have acquired mortars and are setting them off for Independence Day Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were, I was on the front line too. Um, our our show just ended in my neighborhood, although I couldn't see it, so I don't exactly know where it's coming from. But Dr. Wife sent a text that said, uh, are you two still recording uh, from live from the battlefield? Like, what, <laughs> what are you doing tonight? And I was like, man, bombs aren't going to scare us off. <laughs> These colors don't run. <laughs> That's right. Mer- on that, on that dude, I'm that dude in the hurricane with the American flag standing there. I really literally have been the guy that I sent you earlier where he had like the Roman candles taped to his hands, like Wolverine claws and just shooting them out. I've oh, never man. been, I've never been really into like, I've never been into fireworks as a, like personally, like getting some and lighting them off. It's just never been a big oh, deal to me. I So from a small, I'm, I'm a pyro. Let's go ahead and get this out there now. I love fire. Fire things that go boom. I love it. That's gonna come back to bite me one day. Like so something's you... gonna happen and the FBI is gonna be like, remember that podcast where the fat guy was like he likes fire? But anyway, Wait, which fat guy? The fatter of the two. I think we all know who I was talking about there, little buddy. But uh I love I love fireworks. And for those who this we are recording this uh on the third of July. Uh, and it will probably go live, I'm assuming, on the 4th. Um, <clears throat> so I just want you to all take a moment. Uh, and we're going to have a quick moment of silence. Because right now, as I speak, not when you're listening, but as I speak, somebody right now is about to go to bed for the last time with 10 fingers. All right. <laughs> our- R.I.P. the digit. In fact, my boss, <laughs> Chip McIntyre, I'm just going to drop his name. Friend Pat of the Chip. show. Friend of the show, Paul Chip. Uh, he did ask for the, the link one time, so I assume he listens every so often. So if in a couple of weeks I get in trouble for name dropping, we'll know why. Um, but yeah, friend of the show, Chip McIntyre, sends me an email today at the end of the day. Because uh, I needed him to approve something. And he was like, yeah, hey, good job. Um, by the way, oh, I don't even have my work computer, but it was a baseball reference. And he was like, be careful exploding stuff this weekend. We don't need another three or we don't need a three finger, you know, a three fingered person running around the PNP office. <laughs> and at first I was like, excuse me, who do you think you're talking to? And then I started running back childhood memories of the 4th of July. And I was like, you know what? Thanks, Chip. So we don't need a, you don't need a Jean-Pierre Paul in your office? No, that's, yeah, that's adequate. Um, So, yeah, so every year my family would set off fireworks. It didn't matter where, you know, a lot of times we lived off in in the county, right? Um, At least my grandparents did, and that's where we'd always go. And if we didn't go, there was a short, like, three or four-year period they lived in town. Um, So then we'd go to my aunt and uncle's house who were out in the county. Um, And so keep in mind that in Kentucky, it is illegal to, or at least it was then. I think it still is, but I could be wrong. Like, you couldn't buy things like Roman candles 
and bottle rockets and okay that kind of stuff in the state of kentucky i, I was but, curious about that because in colorado they're illegal to fire off anything that leaves the ground yet there are a ton of places around here i can go buy fireworks but i can't shoot them yeah. off so we can buy fireworks where they're like firecrackers and like the little jumpers and yeah. things like that and i'll come back to those in a minute because i have so many good stories with those but you can go right across the blue bridge in one swirl into the the wasteland that is indiana just kidding for all my indiana listeners i love you dr wife uh, and you can buy the good stuff, the Roman candles and the mortar shells. And, and oh, we, would yeah. drop some, we would drop some change, okay? Um, and it was a rite of passage in my family. The men, um, we weren't big drinkers. Uh, so we were sober during this, which is, makes it even better. Um, but it was a rite of passage. The men in the family would light off the fireworks. And so, you know, when you became old enough, they'd be like, Patriarchy. hey, come light off fireworks. Yeah, patriarchy, man, I love it. Um, and so as a, as a young child, I just became accustomed because I, you know, I laugh, I was raised by three women and then my granddad and uncle were there to do what they were told, <laughs> but, you know, my mom, mom and Claudia, like that was, that was the, that was the three. And so like, I'm sitting with the women folk, I'm 11 or 12, still not old enough to do it. But all of a sudden you hear my uncle go, Hey, Andy, come here. And he hands me, and so you know what I mean when I say jump, like the jumping beans? I, I do know what they are. I just, I'm not yeah, into them, but yeah. I know what they are. Well, you don't have to be into them for the story. I just want to know that you know what I'm No, I'm saying, about. but I know what they're talking I mean, not, even though I never did that, I know what okay. all the, I know yeah. all the flavors. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, they they look like firecrackers, and instead of going boom, they shoot out these, these fireballs that just bounce around for a few seconds. Wait, can and you they, stop for one second? Was this yeah. your bar mitzvah? Is this a hillbilly bar mitzvah? Hey, Andy, come shoot this off. You're a man now. Come here and play with fire. I mean, it might as well because we had all the food and the music going and like we were it. Yep, this is a hillbilly bar mitzvah. This is what we're calling it from now on. Fourth of July is the hillbilly bar mitzvah. And so we're down close to the pond and like we're shooting off mortar shells and it's pretty cool. And then my uncle hands me this pack. I don't mean like one because you know every so often you get the one and you light it and throw it and it yeah. bounce in the air before it hit the ground. No, Donnie hands me a pack, and he doesn't look to see how long the wick is on these or the fuse, whatever we want to call it. I know it's not a candle. I'm going to refer to it as a wick, although I should nope. I lied. We're going to call it's it a fuse. fuse. It's, it's a, a fuse. fuse. Um, see, I told you I was raised by women. Uh, but so I, he doesn't look at the fuse. Just right months over, Andy. <laughs> my bad my bad we're, we're back to being men um so he doesn't look to see how long the fuse is and he just says all right hold them in the middle and when i say three you're gonna throw them and i was like how many are you liking donnie and he was like all of them and instantly in my head i'm like this is the coolest freaking thing i have ever done in my life like i am ecstatic i am ready to go I, I'm ready to go to war, right? Papal's over there dropping mortar shells, and I'm like, I'm gonna get somebody with my jumping jack. He's having flashbacks. He's back. In, he's back in Nam. The rest of us are over here just having a good time. <laughs> Everybody's got a cigarette hanging out of their mouth. Like we're there. You okay? got your candy smokes. I do. I got. I got my. I've got a whole carton of those in my office. By the way, I chain smoke. 
candy cigarettes and as an adult in a probation office. Uh, anyway, and so Donnie grabs the lighter, right? He's got he's holding my wrist so I don't like hit him in the face with excitement. And he takes that big like candle lighter, you the grill lighter you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. He takes that bad boy and he just and it starts, you know, and I'm looking with excitement and my eyes are like four times the size of what they should be. I look like I'm all methed out and should be on a caseload, but I'm 12. Um, I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. And I look down and he goes, one. I said, Donnie, this fuse is pretty small. And he goes, you're fine. Two. I go, Donnie, the fuse is really small. And he goes, you're fine. Boom. And the daggum thing just blows up in my hand. Just like we're talking jump, bouncing jelly beans, jumping beans, whatever we're calling them everywhere i'm on the ground now i'm having nom flashbacks and i wasn't even in nom like i'm like scooting trying to get out of friendly fire meanwhile mom and memo and claudia and and all my cousins are sitting up on the deck tackling as i'm rolling you know practicing my best stop drop and roll you're like hey they learned this in school good thing they didn't change it yet they didn't change the teaching yet and so i get up and i make sure that like I'm not, I don't have any burns and there's no like scorches in my hair. And I look at Donnie and I go, what was that? And he goes, rule number one, count for yourself. And, and that stuck, that stuck with me for the rest of my, for the rest of my life so far. Like when it comes to fireworks, I count for myself. That's that is now the, the podcast mantra. Yeah, count for, count for yourself. Welcome to the Hillbilly on the Hipster. Count for yourself. Uh, fast forward a few years later, uh, I get invited to this this girl's house for the Fourth of July, and and I, I kind of had a crush on her, and I wanted to impress her. And her family liked me, but they didn't like me enough to let me date their daughter because I was I was older than she was. I think I was a a junior, and she was a freshman, and that bothered them. And I I get it. I wouldn't let my freshman daughter date my boy like me, but uh, they bought all these fireworks, but they didn't, they don't like fire. And they're like, well, who's going to light them? And everybody's like, oh, I'm not going to. And I was like, what? What?" And so this dad's like, yeah, none of us really like them, but we just thought it'd be cool to do it this year. We've never done it before. And I was like, oh, you want me to do it? And they're like, yeah, we didn't know what we bought. He bought probably $200 worth of Roman candles. And so I'm thinking to myself, how is it that I can set like five of these off at one time? Should and so fuse I, together? Eventually. But oh. so I grabbed her little brother who was like in fourth grade and I was like, close enough, Ooh. come here. You're my helper. And he's like, do I get to do I get to hold one? I was like, absolutely not, kid. You you have to be a trained professional for this. I'm 16 years old telling this fourth grader, you got to be a trained professional. You know what I'm trained to do? I can light a cigarette and I can hide a pack of smokes from my mom. That is how my training went. Okay. And so I take four, four smaller Roman candles and I put them in between my fingers. Right. And then I put one in between my knees and I'm holding them together. And then I've got one under my chin going side to side because I didn't have facial hair then because I hadn't hit manhood yet. Which is and why I you have me, facial hair now to cover the scars. Yes. Yeah. Uh my quadruple chin maybe has a few scars. Um at least emotional scars. 
but so I tell the kid, I was like, look, man, there's no going back. Like I've set myself up. They're already thinking I'm an idiot. I'm trying to impress your sister. Do me a solid and start from the bottom and then work your way up and just light everything. And he's like, what if they blow up and burn you? And I was like, I'm going out of hero, man. And he was like, what? And I said, look, I'm just trying to impress your sister and your parents. Light it up. And so he does. Well, the fuse for the, the ones on top is smaller because they're smaller Roman candles. So I'm expecting the one from my knees to like shoot out first. And then the one from my neck and then the one from my fingers. Um, so he lights them all. Oh, yeah, get you, going. But the fuses, they're all different sizes. None of those things are like perfect manufacturing. They're made by little Chinese children. Okay, brother, I, I just need to remind you, I was 16. <laughs> you think I thought this through? No. You this were was, trying to date. You were trying to impress this girl. This is what I was thinking. There is a pretty good looking girl over there that almost likes me. And if I do something this stupid and it works the way that I plan it, she can't say no. Hey, everybody, watch this. <laughs> Hold my root beer. And so what happens is the one under my chin ignites first. And, it sh- and you know, Roman candles, they shoot like five yeah. or six. Yeah. And and you, you never know the interval. You can go pop, 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 or it can go pop and then right. wait and then pop, pop. You know, there's no, you don't know. And so the first one that shoots, I'm thinking it's coming from my knees and it comes from under my chin and I jump and then I catch it. Like I let go of it from my chin and then I catch it in my hand and I'm trying to like spin it towards not pointing at me. And then all of a sudden my fingers ignite and then my knees ignite. And so there are fireballs going everywhere around me. And you hear all of the, the adults in the background going, oh, that's so pretty. Good job. Yeah. Meanwhile, what they can't hear from the explosion because the kid is lighting firecrackers beside me is my screams of complete bloody massacre because I'm getting exploded because of a stupid idea I had to impress a girl. <laughs> to wonder you have all your fingers and toes. Yes, I mean, Peppa Chip, you're exactly right. And that's probably why my wife, you know, doctor wife will not let me go buy fireworks. Although I haven't asked, I might still do that to me, but I probably won't. We might get some sparklers. I tried putting one of those in my mouth one time and it burnt my lip and I dropped it. Uh, those things get hot. They get hot fast. Yeah. like you, Yeah. And they come super close to your hand and I forgot about that. I'd rather and give so that, my kid a pack of firecrackers than those sparklers. One that, that first spark that hit my lip, man, I took, I was done. But I say all that to say... You know, I'm patriotic, not a lot, right? I'm not very patriotic. I think we've had this conversation. Exporting events, when it is Team USA versus Durka Durka, whatever, whatever country we're playing, uh, I am, I'm all in. You slap USA on your chest for a sporting event, I'm in. Like, I will take the flag and run up and down my street. Um, and then, like, Veterans Day, you know, you always got to thank the veterans. You know, we we have what we have uh, because they they graciously, you know, served. Uh, and the Fourth of July, right, that, that that's it. But I will gladly blow some stuff up to remind the British that they have to work on the Fourth of July, and I get the day off. America.
but you really do win because they get like six weeks of vacation and they have a lot more holidays than we do. It's a valid point, but uh, you know, happy treason day. All that being said, happy treason day, my fellow Americans for my Canadian listeners um, and those listening abroad. Well, uh, Canada day, Canada day was just a few days ago. It was July 4th. So happy Canada Canada day. Day. How did I not know that? I love Canada. Although if you could stop sending your smoke our way, that would be lovely. Um, it's doing some wicked things to the weather. As I gripe about that, like your country isn't burning. Sorry, that was insensitive on my part. Can we cut that out? Is that editable? There are a bunch of communists up there now anyway. It's all good. <laughs> well, oh man, what was it I saw? Do you remember? And this is this is not good pastor talk, uh, but we're gonna have it anyway. That's the new remember? title for our podcast. Not good not pastor good pastor talk. talk. Uh, count for yourself. <laughs> that needs to be the name of the episode. Count for yourself. Anyway, um, do you remember South Park the movie? I know if it you existed. I never saw it. Okay, neither have I. That's a buy. Um, if you haven't seen it, don't. If you're if you're a young young person listening, it's bad. Uh, but there's one song in particular. Something's happening in Denver, right? And they're trying to figure out somebody to blame. And so this mom, who was essentially a Karen before being a Karen was cool, has this whole song. And it's like, you know, do we blame the government or blame society? Or do we blame the images on TV? And there's a bunch of dudes singing that. And all of a sudden, this woman, like, cuts every mouth. And she's like, no, blame Canada, blame Canada. <laughs> so, like, that stuck with me over the years. And so now, anytime something goes wrong, that's that's my go-to song. Blame Canada, and, and and since COVID and Trudeau, that's a you know mo- I think a lot of Canadians would agree with that. Also, I have a massive. Sorry, I've got adult ADD. I've got a massive a uh, mosquito bite on my earlobe. Well, you know what can help you get through the the trying to keep from itching that mosquito bite is that Andy what? right now on Spotify, you can go. And there is the inappropriate, there's the hillbilly and the hipster inappropriate funeral songs playlist. So all we talked about last episode about inappropriate funeral songs, we've taken your suggestions. We got some good ones too. I've put them out on Twitter and I will put the link to the playlist in the show notes for this episode. But there is a inappropriate funeral songs playlist on, on Spotify. What songs we got going on that? I know I had I had a, what I think is like the the goat of funeral songs, uh, the "If You Don't Know Me by Now" song. Uh, well, there's you'll that. never ever ever know me. So. That I added. That was my Mia Culpa as I left your song off the list. I was so sad when I saw that list. I was like, bro, like we even talked about it. But we have songs like "Staying Alive." <laughs> um, another one bites the dust. So real quick, I'm just full of stories tonight because again, the ADD. Um, I used to teach CPR when I worked for Mosaic back in Terre Haute. I was the oh, HR that's guy. the song, right? Staying yeah, alive. Yeah. yeah. So I was, uh, ironically enough, I was the HR guy, which, if you know me, is real funny. Anyway, um, and so I would be responsible for teaching CPR. I don't know how I got that gig, but they paid me more for it. And I hopped on it. Uh, but they were like, "Yeah, you just got to find a song with a rhythm." And so when I would teach CPR, that's what I would make my class sing. 
There's another yeah. one bites the dust. Oh, another one bites it. Oh, because staying yeah. alive is the one you're supposed to use. They, yeah, they, but they I teach use, that. Another but another one bites, one bites the, dust. the dust has the same rhythm and it works. Uh, and so I'm sitting there like pumping on, we'll call him Steve. And I'm like, don't die, Steve. Bum, bum, bum. Another one bites the dust. And three, four, go. Yes, switch. It was a whole routine. <laughs> it's like, it's turned into a square dance. <laughs> It did. Like it's it was a hoedown. Steve died, but we're having fun. Oh gosh. So yeah, we'll put the uh link to that playlist in the in the show notes. And you can keep sending your suggestions. We it can be a an ever living playlist. So I also got to thinking last week after we, we got off and we were talking about uh funerals and how we're gonna preach each other's funeral. Didn't we have a conversation one time we're gonna pre-tape our funerals where we can preach each other's funerals? We did together? have that conversation one time, you and I, all, you know, that was pre-podcast that we should just uh tape Recording. it in case one of us goes before the other. That way we can preach our own funeral with each other. Yes. Um I would ha- I, if I go before Dr. Wife, she'll never allow that to happen. Um but man, I think that would be entertaining. I have so many plans for my funeral that Dr. Wife has said no to over the years. That I'm going to need somebody with some cash that is willing to like have a good time with the funeral and somebody that's willing to let Dr. Wife just beat the other loving dog crap out of. So I'm, I'm just assuming this involves Roman candles. <laughs> I haven't even brought the pyrotechnics into it, but what I want is, and it's going to, I mean, it's going to break me and I'm okay with that because it's just an outer shell. Like I'm not there, but I want a hydraulic lever connected to my back. Okay. And my arm to like be ready to shoot up and wave. And I want pop goes the weasel as everybody's passing by my coffin for the last time. I want Pop Goes the Weasel to be played just really slow and and speed up. And when the right person, and who knows the right person, you know, whoever is in charge of the button, right? They know the right person. Uh, But when the right person gets up to tell me goodbye for the last time, I want that button to hit. And I just want to shoot up and be like, bye. You you were all kinds of wrong. And and all the right ways. Well, speaking of then, since we're going to move to the right ways, Andy, why don't you tell us about the blacksmith merchandise at St. Galgano Armory? Talk about some blacksmith merchandise, shall we? St. Galgano Armory is the premier destination for handcrafted blacksmith merchandise. They use traditional techniques to create unique and stunning pieces, each one embedded with the spirit of St. Galgano himself. Each item is a work of art crafted with care and attention to detail, which is very important. St. Galgano Armory believes that the quality and authenticity are paramount. That's why they use the finest materials and take pride in their commitment and traditional uh, craftsmanship. The products are not only beautiful, but they're also very functional. Anything you might need, he's probably got you covered. A portion of all sales, I believe, are still going to the Oneida Baptist Institute. So again, you can check them out at etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. And then you can check him out on Instagram and Twitter as well at at St. Galgano. Uh, Again, Keith's got some good stuff going. Uh, He's getting a little more active on the forge now. 
Uh, matter of fact, uh, I didn't ask if I could say this, but I'm going to. Uh, and then, you know, when he listens to this tomorrow, Wednesday, he can yell at me. Uh, he taught his daughter, like she was, she went out with him. It was too hot to actually go out and, and pound some stuff. But he and his daughter, she made her first axe. He posted those. Little... He posted those. Oh, did he post the Twitter. pictures? Yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, so I thought that was cool. He sent that to me in a text, and I thought that was that was pretty sweet that he was able to do that with her. So it's, you know, it's uh, not only is it a small business that he's he's trying to do and, and spread the the word of God through that, but you know his his family is involved. It's it's definitely a good organization. I think you should definitely check it out. Uh, you'd be surprised at some of the stuff he's got and is able to make. Um, so yeah, give him give him a look. See, Chad and I, big proponents of what he has. We we have his his stuff and we uh, we use it. So we would recommend you do the same. If it's good enough for us to use, then we're not smart. It's good enough for you to use because it can't be that hard to do. And you can check out all the stuff that Saint Galgano Armory has at Etsy.com slash shop slash Saint Galgano Armory. That's G-A-L-G-A-N-O. Etsy.com slash shop slash Saint Galgano Armory. Big plans for the fourth. So as soon as we get off here, I am putting a brisket on the smoker. Uh then I've got some family coming over tomorrow, late afternoon, early evening. We're gonna have have dinner, you know, just some just some family time. It's not like I see my mom a lot anymore since she works in the same office as me now. Uh, so she's coming over for dinner with some of my cousins and and their kids. So it uh, hopefully my brother can come. He hadn't he had plans, but he said he'd try to make it. So yeah, we just got some got some family stuff going on. Nothing nothing too terribly big. So. I will be the the town that I live in and the town that I pastor in has their 4th of July and their fireworks show. It's probably the biggest in the uh, metropolitan. It's the biggest in the northern part of this metropolitan area, Denver. That I are, live in. are they allowed to have fireworks that shoot off the ground? Yes, the municipalities are. Okay, just not people. Not people. That is, uh, I believe that's called tyranny, sir. Well, considering that I also had to... Uh, remove my propane tank from my grill because it's been ruled that I can't have a grill with a tank bigger than 14.1 ounces. You look yes. a little shady. I get it. I'm ruled by tyranny here. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast episode has taken a, a turn. Yeah. But the church I pastor where we've, we've gotten a, a spot at the town's uh, 4th of July celebration tomorrow. So be, uh, they're expecting over 10,000 people. Ooh, nice. That'll be through this park. So I think it'll be a, a great time potentially for some outreach, introduce the church to folks, um, you know, just to pray with folks, talk with folks, just, you know, we've, we've got some trinkets for kids and some things to give out. I, I got a bunch of little tiny pocket Bibles to give out. Although, I want to be like Striper and throw them at people. When I would, you know, Striper throws Bibles from the stage. I want to just, I'm just going to throw Bibles from this tent. <laughs> As the fireworks are going off, you start pelting people. Chucking Bibles at people. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. No, you've got, uh, you got some big stuff going on at your church right now. Um, yeah, we had a Spanish language congregation uh, replant yesterday out of our building. Um, so that's, that's exciting, uh, just to be able to, to partner so we, with them. 
I, I you know I don't want to assume that our, our our listeners aren't aren't with it in hip, but can we unchurch talk that for a second when you say you you have a replant? Uh, coming out of your building like are we like taking a tree and putting it in a pot and putting it in your building like what are we kind what are of in there um so they they were a church who who lost their space and they've kind of dwindled down through some time because they they lost the building that they've that they were in um and, and the congregation that they had partnered with went under and so the place where they've been has been really hard for them to to just get some of their people back. It was too far. So basically it's a relaunch. It's as if they're restarting. It's they hit the restart button, but they're doing it out of uh, the church that I pastor. Um, and they're, they're so, starting so from y'all scratch. Are, y'all are sharing a building. Correct. Yep. And eventually Thanks. like, so as a, as a replant, right. We're, we're sort of a sponsor church for them. We're, we're kind of coming alongside them. Um, giving them the, any of the support that they need, you know, resources, you know, with the building and things like that. And just, you know, I think it's a, it's a really good opportunity to reach the neighborhoods that we serve particularly the neighborhood that we serve, but definitely the the surrounding neighborhoods that we serve. And it's a, it was a great day yesterday, a lot of food afterwards. We had a little, you know, potluck party celebration afterwards. Um, I left church with about a dozen tamales because they i think they think they need to give me kickbacks in tamales so. Look, when i when i come out there next year to visit i'll expect kickbacks uh <laughs> church you want tamales okay. as as your uh what did we what did we discuss my title being you're uh, a consultant yeah a as ministry your consultant as your ministry consultant i think i need some kickbacks so i will take gladly take tamales sir yeah, so I think it's just a good good opportunity for us to partner, get some new blood, um, and really be able to work alongside somebody that we're on the same page, you know, theologically, ideologically, and be able to to serve the neighborhood and and do, you know, things like tomorrow, like going to sit, you know, and, and meet with the Are they going with town you? folks. Um, they may. Um, they weren't a hundred percent sure, but they have the opportunity to come. Um, and and get some time and if they want to do a shift at the tent i'll be there the whole time but you know i have no idea how many people will meet and how many people it may not correlate to anybody coming this sunday or next sunday but i think it's it's a golden opportunity for them to see us and that we're willing to serve well and and the the good thing and the thing to remember really if we want to talk about it um you're planting seeds and Mm -hmm. as as seed sowers you don't always reap the benefits, right? You can plant a, a, a fruit tree and it's going to be years, right? Before you see any any fruit from that tree. Uh, and so like you could move on from that house, but then the people that come in and buy the house from you, like they're going to get the benefits of that. They're going to tend to it and cultivate it and make sure it continues to flourish. And so, uh, and so we always want the wins, right? We always want the final product, but I think it's important to to not overlook the beginning, right? The planting of that seed. We're, we've gone to so much of a numbers-based, and, and rightfully so, right? We want to see souls won for the kingdom, right? Just Just like God, like we don't want anybody to perish and go to hell. Right. Like we want to see the kingdom flourish. We want to see souls won. We want to 
the victory. But sometimes we got to take a step back and be like, you know what? I'm going to plant the seed and, and I'll, I'll help cultivate it as long as possible. But somebody's going to come along the side and do that as well. And so we got to we got to take a look at from baby steps, um, which brings us to the, the topic. You said the word, um, which is kind of what we're going to hit on for a little bit. And that's outreach. And I think for some of us, when we think of outreach, we we think of the old school Southern Southern Baptists um, and like what I grew up with and the pastor just showing up at your house unannounced to do visits and the the sidewalk pastors yelling at you and and shaming you and um, jack chick tracks yep jack chick tracks and 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 all of that and really if you say that really fast you're going to get in a lot of trouble so <laughs> it's it's important to slow down and enunciate when you say those um but yeah so when we when we say outreach we're not necessarily like hey let's go over to the neighbor's house uninvited and invite ourselves in for pie uh, and I've Although I'm situation. down. No, I'm always there. If you would like to invite me over for pie and you're not a psycho killer, uh, I'm here. I'm here for it. And if you'd like to send us pies, uh, you could DM us on Twitter and we will gladly send you a shipping address for pies. Yep. Assuming you're not a psycho killer. Um, and that's going to be one of the questions. You're like, hey, could we send you a pie? And I'm like, are you a psycho killer? And when you say no, I'm just going to take you at your word. So, right. Because uh, does a psycho and, killer really say that they're a psycho killer? Right. Like nobody's going to have the guts to come out and say it. Uh, but on the off chance that you are, at least the pie was good, hopefully. And I'll just go out with a smile. Remember, <laughs> we, we spent a weekend watching a John Wayne Gacy documentary. Eating God knows what, but it was eye-opening and i actually have a friend one of my really good friends lives in that area um so that's fun to talk to her about uh but no so that sidetracked real quick (laughs) welcome to the thoughts of andy crew uh no but like you know long gone are the days of the unannounced visits and uh the just bible thumping um so when we think of outreach now like some of the things that come to my head uh as a as a youth pastor and children's pastor and family you know dealing with the younger generations one of my favorites is vbs right because it tar it targets is a bad word but it is marketed for small you know children well again uh, and just for the those who don't speak christianese vbs is vacation bible school thank you thank you chadwick so, you know, it, it, it's for the, the children, but realistically, um, not only are we teaching the kids about Jesus, uh, this year we talked on Peter and the different times Peter kind of screwed up and Jesus was there, um, but we're also equipping those kids to become missionaries in their home. Did y'all do twists and turns? We did. We yeah. did. Um, I have thoughts on that. We can discuss that another time. But I, I got, I have, I got trained I, in it, but we didn't. We're not doing it. But I have all the thoughts on that one. Um, but yeah, so like we're, you know, the kids they at least were at the churches uh, that I've helped and ran VBS um, recently over the last ten years. Um, you know, there are different rotations. You have the Bible study. You have crafts, which are. I got all the opinions on that too. 
Um, music, which for kids is, is yeah, they're having fun and they're doing the dances, but what they don't know is they're retaining important facts, whether it's about the Bible story or how to come to Jesus as, a, as you know, personal Lord and Savior. Um, and then, you know, we have, we go into a time where we talk about missionaries and we talked about one that was abroad and, and here uh, in the States. And really we're equipping our students to become missionaries in their home because we don't know whether mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, whoever they're living with, right? We don't know if they're believers. We don't know if they come from a strong Christian background or if they're, you know, come from, you know, atheists who just don't care um, or anything in between, but we're equipping the kids with the knowledge of the love of Jesus Christ and giving them the language that they can use to share that with their caretaker and their neighbors and their friends. And so it's, it's disciple making, right? It's, it's outreach at its finest. And I think it's, it's overlooked as just, uh, it's free babysitting and you have adults that whine because they're tired and busy and they're only doing it because they have to. And let's face it, we've all been there in some form, shape or another at Bible school as an adult. You're like, Oh, VBS. Me as an adult who loves VBS, right there with you. I've been there. Right. But the the return on investment is huge as long as you're not looking for quick, you know, quick turnaround. You know, right. If you have a kingdom mindset, if you have a kingdom mindset, the ROI oh, is huge. Um, you know, and it, it came quick this year. We had uh, we had at least at least two students that I know of in our church accept accept Jesus um, and and decide to follow him and and could really explain what that looks like. I had a couple kids. So you had two um, kids at VBS come to Christ. I did, yeah. Or no, I didn't, but yeah, but yeah, the did. church did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I have I had I taught fourth grade or I helped teach fourth grade. And Tuesday and Wednesday, I I got to teach because the uh, the main teacher's son had a baseball tournament. And so um, Wednesday, if you know anything about Lifeway and their VBS, uh, night three is always the uh, the gospel presentation. So I mm-hmm. got to sit in a room full of fourth graders and, and present the gospel. Um, and so that was that was fun to watch watch them kind of take it in and and think it through. Um, so yeah, if you have a kingdom mindset, the return on investment in VBS is huge. And so all that to say, like, that is a, a form of outreach. Sure. Right. It's it's not intrusive outreach, but it's a, a form of outreach. And so um, you have more experience with adults than I do, although I love adults. Um, so when you think of outreach now, like, what what are you what goes through your head? So recently what we've done, we're we're on a fairly busy four-way intersection, right? With a traffic light, we're sitting on the one corner. And so on a Friday, one morning, we, we got a group of us gathered pretty early. And as the car stopped at red lights, we handed out donuts. Um, we just gotta, came up I to them, out there. handed Molly's, out donuts. donuts. It's, it's and, a good time to live. And just day. asked those people that if we had that opportunity to pray with them, um, and, you know, and just let them see that we were there, that we cared for them. Um, and it, we had, it was a 
really good opportunity. It was a really good day. I mean, I think for everybody, I got to pray with some folks, I, I think who were definitely needed it and were moved to it, moved by it. A um, couple of other things we've been doing, planning to do is uh, go to a local laundromat with some money and just buy people, you know, buy people a load of laundry. Um, I'm also contemplating and, and trying to figure out potential way to put a, a washer and dryer in the church to be able to have somebody if they needed to in the neighborhood to come do a load of laundry. Um, because if you don't have those, if you don't have, you know, your own washer and dryer, I mean, heck the laundromat laundry is expensive <laughs> to try to get done. Absolutely. It is. So, I mean, no, to me, those are some outreach models I've looked at potentially we do a community meal um, that's open to the public on, on our midweek on Wednesdays. Um, I've also been reaching out to a, another church in the area that has a shower trailer um, potentially to be able to come to the parking lot. And this church, what they do in this ministry is that if, if they, if you'll, if you will allow them to train your people, you can have the trailer for free. Um, if you won't train your people and you have to use their people, then there's a, there's a nominal cost for, you know, a donation for it to be able to be used. But it's a, it's a trailer that comes that has three trailer uh, that has three showers, hot showers that, you know, oh, somebody nice. who needed to, maybe who was in a predicament who couldn't, you know, homelessness, anything like that. Um, they'd be able to come and take a shower. I think those are, those are great outreach moments as, as a church. I mean, we're, you know, we we're, we're doing the traditional, we didn't do vacation Bible school, this summer, um, just from some logistical areas, but we will be doing um, in early August, like a back to school bash where we're going to hand out, you know, backpacks with school supplies. Um, that's a that was a huge outreach event for us last year. Um, and I, I anticipate we gave out about 300 backpacks last year. And so I'm anticipating we're probably going to give out about the same this year because the economy is not much better particularly in this part of the country where I'm at. So I, in school supplies, you know, um, you have kids, school supplies, that's a, that's a huge expense. Oh yeah. That's, that stuff is not cheap. I can tell you something that I saw. Um, so I'm, I'm always pleasantly surprised uh, with Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, so from Thursday to Sunday, this region, uh, when I say region from, from Tennessee up, to maybe Michigan. Like we just got pelted with severe thunderstorm after severe, like we'd get severe thunderstorm roll through. And then, you know, about an hour later it would quit. And then 20 minutes later, another one would roll through just one right after the other. Um, So we just got pelted. And then um, Terre Haute lost power, like a good healthy chunk of Terre Haute. Like I would say more people didn't than did or more people didn't have power than, than did. And so thir Thursday night, loads of people lost power. Friday, still no power. People are starting to lose groceries. Um, it's hot. You know, it's real hot and sticky right now. Um, we were, you know, we were under heat wave and uh, heat advisories and, you know, heat indexes, triple digits. Finally, Saturday, uh, my former church, Agape, um, got power. And so they, they posted on social media because, you know, people go to their cars and charge their, 
charge your phones because we we gotta have phones. Um, and they they just posted like, hey, if you're still without power and you need somewhere to cool off, like the church is open. Yeah. And so they they I don't know what all they did if it was just a place you'd come sit and hang out for a while and cool off or yeah. You know if they provided places to cook or you know there are showers there so I don't you know maybe. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but just to open the building up to the community, no questions asked, right? There was, you didn't have to be a member of the church. You didn't no, have that's, to be a, that's what it should you be. Didn't, yeah, you didn't have to be a believer. It's just, hey, come hang out, right? We've got plenty of pews. We've got plenty of chairs. There's a gym. Uh, there, so there's plenty of space for all kinds of people. Um, but I, I thought that was great, you know, good job, Uh to, to my friends up there, uh, that to me was just an awesome outreach and a way to really share the gospel without sharing the gospel. Yeah, I mean, right. it, it is the planting seeds. And I think that outreach for me, yes, we you there is that time and a place for a true gospel presentation to folks. Oh, absolutely. Right? But, but I think sometimes that introduction is just showing them the heart of Christ. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and truly be in the hands and feet, and and coming alongside them in whatever predicament it is, whether it's giving them a donut, you know, buying them a, a a load of laundry, you know, buying them a cup of coffee outside, you know, whatever it is. Just even, you know, I've told some folks, I've tell folks at my church, you have no idea what smiling at somebody when they coming out of the grocery store or wherever and you're going in or just saying hello to them what that means to them because i think we live in a very isolated world and so many of us even though we might be out and about we're incredibly lonely incredibly isolated oh and i think on top of that i think customer service people i think they just anticipate that you're going to be rude because so many people are just nasty to whether it's food service workers or cashiers uh, grocery store workers. And so like, if you can just be polite and ask them how they're doing, like their attitude instantly changes and they're like, holy crap, this dude cares. No, that's, that's and so very if, true. If you can go into a place with the posture of, I- I'm going to love somebody today, right? You don't have to touch them. You don't have to hug them. Although, you know, I'm always down for a hug. So if you need a hug, I'm here. Um, but like, you, you know, I generally have the mindset if I go through a drive through for for lunch or for a drink, like I'm going to smile. And before you can greet me, I'm going to greet you. That's my goal every time. Uh, and it's not because I want to be like the greatest guy ever. Uh, but I just, you know, I need people to know that, yeah, you, you get talked down to a lot, but I, I'm not that guy. Most of the time, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect and. And I'll slip up and be a jerk every so often, but you know it's it's my goal to make those people feel loved and appreciated. Yeah, and even so much as you know, it, to speak from from our church's perspective, right? Um, relaunching that Spanish language church. I mean, it's huge for us because now even at these outreach events, I can I can faithfully say that we have a, a Spanish language service. I live in a predominantly Latino neighborhood. You know, my, my church is probably in a, sits on a corner of a a 50, 50 Latino Anglo neighborhood. And so I think it's a, it's just a golden opportunity to 
reach the lost with the gospel. Yeah, and I, I think as from a church perspective, I think what we do wrong, and we don't even know we're doing it wrong, is first impressions, right? We all have the you know the door greeters. Yes. But do they generally make someone feel welcome? With the mint, they just, they're just uh, they're just shoving that mint in your. Are hand they just? Like the are they handshake. that? We don't we don't do the mints, but we definitely will like we'll throw a. Um, a bulletin at you. Yeah. Hey, welcome to church. Have a bulletin. And you know, you don't, there's no smile. Uh, and who knows, maybe for the, the, the people that I'm thinking of, and I'm not just thinking of my, the church that I attend, I'm thinking of just church in general that I've been mm-hmm. to. Um, you know, maybe that is their smile. Like, Dr. Wife gets on to me all the time. She'd be like, Why are you mad? I'm like, I, I'm actually really happy. Why do you look so mad? I'm like, I thought I was smiling. I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's my resting, it's my resting Baptist face. That is my resting Baptist face. Uh, and so I'm actually at the church that we're attending now, uh, Macedonia. Um, I am taking over their, that, that's a rough way to put it, but I'm going to go ahead and use it. I'm taking over their hospitality team. Um, and so this Sunday, actually, we're, we're going to, there's a meeting right after church before another meeting right after church um, to talk about the importance of first impressions and what it looks like to be a door greeter and and the importance of door greeting. Because generally people will make an assumption on your church within the first two minutes of of pulling in. Yeah. Pulling into the the parking lot and then the walk from the parking lot to the church and then sitting down. So they have an opinion before the music starts and God help us if the music isn't right. Right. Uh, before the pastor speaks. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm just going to stress the importance of the smile, the, the open the door, but get out of the way. Um, and the just love those people and then follow up at the end. I'm not saying chase them down. I'm like, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, don't go. <laughs> What'd you think of church? Like the follow up at the end, just, hey, you know, just wanted to, thanks for coming. You, you know, ever hope see- you felt welcome. Uh, did you ever see the King of the Hill episode when you know Hank, they they left their their traditional their Methodist church because they felt they slided over a family taking their seat so they go to the big mega church and the yes. dude they have the it's like what you get at like you go into Applebee's waiting for a table the little pager and yes. they have that and then the guy keeps calling them he like he pages them and calls them all hours of the night he wants to know were you highly satisfied were you very yeah. satisfied. So funny story, in uh, my first stint at Agape, I was the children's pastor, and um, I was trying to revamp the nursery, and I went to Texas Roadhouse. They were getting ready to move, uh, getting ready to start building a new Texas Roadhouse to leave the old one, Um, and so I walked into the Roadhouse, and I was like, hey, when do y'all move? And they just looked at me like, oh, how many is in your party? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not eating, uh, although I want to their roles oh but i was like i'm not eating can i just kind of speak to a manager so like instantly they think i'm upset i'm like hey um when are y'all like when are y'all moving and updating your stuff he's like what are you talking about and i was like well i was wondering if when you move if you're getting new pagers and he's like oh well we just we're just not going to use them and i was like oh what are you what are you going to do with them he was like oh probably put them in storage I said, well, how about you donate them to my church? And so 
I I was so excited, dude. Like I went and picked them up and I brought them back and I set up the receiver and, and how it worked. And and (laughs) you bring your kid, right? You bring your baby into the nursery and you get, and I I didn't think this through as the children's back. You get a Texas roadhouse pager. Absolutely. I didn't change it. You know, you can put different things on the oh, inside that's, of it. But that's but so Terre Haute at the same oh, time. Oh, it was very much Terre Haute. But it, it was it's such an odd shape because it's like a Vulcan grip, but yeah. narrower. So it's, you know, you it was hard to figure out some. So, I, you know, you'd walk in and be like, hey, um, you're number 22. Here's your pager. If something goes wrong with your baby, um, we'll page you. And then they look down and it's like, it's got, it's got the drink special like one of them that i gave out and thankfully i knew this family like they were close friends of mine but it had like drink specials oh and so classic. that one that one got pulled out of out of rotation um, but yeah we you get you get a texas roadhouse buzzer and then all of a sudden your kid would misbehave and we'd go out and hit that number and your butt would vibrate in church it was a good time Oh, that's classic. I love it. I love it. So you're going to be heading up hospitality at your church. Yeah. And then uh, I'm also going to help with the Sunday school curriculum um, and the new members class as soon as me and Connor get some time together to figure out what that class is going to look like. So good times. Good times. Yeah, and I, I do think though the hospital you're you're absolutely right. Like hospitality starts in the parking lot. You know, if you your door greeters should be, you know, if it's warm and sunny, you're lot. on the you're at least on the porch. Right. You're not absolutely. standing in the building. You've got you've got that door propped open and you're out on the stairs and you're talking to them as they're walking up. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that those first impressions, it's uh yeah, something I've struggled with trying to get some greeters at our church. I we're we're struggling with that, but I'm gonna have to praying for some, you know, praying for some new workers. One of one of my favorite things to see is when when youth and kids serve. Like yes. it just makes oh, absolutely. Happy. It makes my heart happy. So the church that, that we attend now, like the praise team, I'd say half are our youth. Like our drummer, our piano player, and our bass guitarist, youth the people that run the slides and the sound and all that. Oh, they should be. Absolutely. That's a great way. Youth. Um, But what I used to love it at Agape, we would always have trouble finding people to be door greeters. And it never made any sense to me because everybody just sat in the lobby until five minutes after church was supposed to start and they'd work their way in. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. But nobody wanted to be the person at the door. And so like Mason and Turner... My my two kids, they were like one Sunday, they were like, I got this. And so they were door greeters. Nice. People would start walking up, they'd hold that door open and be like, Hey, welcome to church. <laughs> Are you new here? And they're like, I changed your diaper three years ago. And they're like, My bad. I don't know you. Welcome back, whoever you are. <laughs> Mason's like, I ain't been around that long. You didn't change my diapers. <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, Sandy what's been uh, what's been good for you you got a I've got one thing if you see this is what I'm drinking because I love America this white 
red, white, and blue label. Bro, you need to get a hold of my kids. They're going to be so excited. Now, is that is that hydration or is that the energy drink? No, it's hydration. Okay, so my kids are up. It's, he's holding up a prime bottle. But this is my prime. Ki- this is the ice pop one, and this tastes like a bomb pop. Yeah, so I refuse to drink it out of sheer principle. Um, I don't know what that principle is. Because you're really you're contrary. It really upsets my kids. Um, but they absolutely love Prime and can't shut up about it. And now that you're drinking it, I'll never hear the end of it. Well, I mean, Uncle this, Chad drinks it. Why? Why can't you? This is predominantly it's uh, made with coconut water, has ten percent coconut water, and has virtually no sugar in it. Look, I, I don't stop, know how don't, they do it. Don't do that to me because and, now you're just trying to. Tell me to drink it. When I was a child, I used to try to melt bomb pops. Oh, dude, I love cup bomb pops. To, to love drink them. bomb pops, and this is oh, yeah. literally like drinking a bomb pop. So the only the only form of ice cream summer nostalgia that I have that I liked more than a bomb pop was the Flintstones push-ups. Oh yeah, the push-ups. My With favorites the, were the orange sherbet. Yeah, my favorites were you went to the ice cream the ice cream truck right and they had like it was a spider-man or something that had faces and you, Bro, i grew you up open... in ohio county kentucky what a, if there was an, there ice, was an cream ice cream truck, man somewhere. if if there was an ice cream man in ohio county he wasn't supposed to be around kids okay? he's one of your clients now <laughs> he, he probably is so um yeah so we didn't have an ice cream man but they you'd open up the wrapper and the faces look like it was like yeah, this doesn't look like Spider Man. This is like Dollar, Dollar Tree Spider Man. That's memo. Memo used to buy them at the IGA. Yep. Yeah. Dollar Tree Spider Man. That's what it looked yep. like. It's so yes, wish, this it's a wish.com ice cream sandwich is what it was. The prime hydration ice pop. This is very good. It is literally like it is bomb pops for adults. I guess. I guess at some point I'll have to try this crap. Thanks, buddy. I'm gonna I'm going to text Turner and tell him I'm gonna take a selfie with me with my prime and send it to him. It would it would make his day. You need to you need to do that. So <laughs> I hate you. Oh boy. So yeah, what's uh, what you got for the last word, my friend? I'll give it to you tonight. The last word for me. Um, oh, you, you don't have any recommendations on anything? You know, oh, you're just going to you're going to try to bomb pop drink someday. Your kids are going to your kids are going to peer pressure you to drink in the bomb pop, the bomb pop drink. I don't know. Like I have. Since moving to Kentucky, maybe a little bit before. Um, Well, maybe within the last year in Terre Haute. But, oh, by the way, a year ago today, I moved back to Kentucky. Oh, is it as a year of, already? Wow. As of today, I've been a, a returned. The prodigal has come home for a year. Um, but I have fallen in love with Milo's sweet tea. Oh, Milo's is good stuff. So, and I, I liked it in Terre Haute, don't get me wrong, but there's something about it here. It's a little, I don't know, maybe it's crack cocaine. Who knows? Now you got to go to Alabama and go to a real Milo's. And look, I'm here for it. But anytime that like I'm in charge of doing the grocery shopping, I will go out of my way to get the little six pack of Milo sweet teas. Yeah. To, to take to my office. And I try to limit myself to one a day. So um on Friday I can have two, but generally by Wednesday, which is my first day in the office, 
So really, I could have two Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and be good. Uh, but generally, by Wednesday, the end of the day, Wednesday, I'm already four deep and bouncing off the walls. Well, I'll say wow. this: it's the, Mi- day. the Milo sweet tea is the Milo's tea is good. The sugar free, the diet Milo's tea is gnarly. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't. It may. It actually makes me ill. I I do like the Milo's tea, but the diet one, it, it's kind of it's funky. So all that being said, uh, Milo's sweet tea. If you would like to sponsor us or Prime. Or Prime. Ice Pop. Something tells me Prime's not coming to two middle-aged men to to market their product. No, but, if but they I'm, do. I'm still holding up for holding out for Black Rifle Coffee and Apostate Cigars. So those could be good sponsors for us as well. Go for a good cigar in America. All right, man. Last word, right? So I'm gonna give you the last word. Uh the last word for me, I think, comes from Matthew 28. And Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's a good one. That's a good one. So uh, I'm going to leave you with this. And if I give you no other advice for the 4th of July... I'm going to I'm going to leave you with this little nugget. Count for yourself. All Don't right. Wait for somebody to say throw it. Count for yourself. Count for yourself and be blessed. All right, later guys. Where's the record button to stop it? <laughs>